0: What's up, guys? I am so happy you're here. I'm your host, Katrina Richardson, and you're listening to the Purpose Through Pain podcast, where we take a look at the painful things that we go through in life and discover how God can use them for a purpose, for His purpose. My prayer through this podcast is that you will be reminded on a weekly basis that even though times are hard, and just because you don't understand all the whys, doesn't mean God can't use this and turn it into a beautiful, beautiful testimony. So... Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Purpose Through Pain. I am here with my guest, Casey Berry. Casey, thank you so much for joining me this week. You're very welcome. All right. So, this week we are going to be talking about something a little bit more difficult and more sensitive to some people. We're going to be talking about miscarriages um, and infant loss. And so, real quick, before we get into that, um, Casey, just tell me a little bit about yourself. You know what you do for a living, your family. Just kind of get a, help us get to know you real quick.
1: Sure, um, like we said, my name is Casey. I am a wife, a mama to two little girls, um, and uh, five heavenly babies. And I love Jesus. Um, I work two days a week at my church's Mother's Day Out School, where my daughters also go. I teach American Sign Language classes and um, I'm a consultant for s books, but I still consider myself a stay-at-home mom above everything else. Um, my husband and I will celebrate our eighth wedding anniversary this December, and my girls, Caroline and Gracie, they are four and two. Oh, precious. I didn't realize we both had a
0: two-year-old. Yes, like <laughs> months apart. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So- Let's just go ahead and get into it. Like I said, today is going to be kind of just a more difficult conversation. Um, It's a very sensitive topic um, to a lot of people. And specifically, we're going to be talking about, you know, your personal experiences with both miscarriages and stillbirths. And like, you know, you mentioned in your kind of intro, you have five heavenly babies and we're going to be talking about those um, those children. So just to kind of start out, can you tell us, well, I guess I just said how many miscarriages, <laughs> had, but just kind of like the timeline of those.
1: Yes. So total, there are five, um, but we like to call them our heavenly babies because that's just the best way we can describe them. Absolutely. Um, Yes. So our first, our son Sawyer, he, uh, met Jesus on May 14th of 2016. Uh this is my first pregnancy. I, you know, my husband and I, we had never been pregnant before. We decided that we just wanted to start trying to grow our family and um everything was going good and this just blindsided us. Um we went into our 16-week checkup and they informed us that there was no heartbeat. Um, those words, they, they just kind of break you a little. Every time you hear that, we, um, we had just had that previous weekend, a gender reveal party with our families and friends where we had told them that we were going to have a little boy and we were so excited. And, um, you know, honestly, I didn't know very much about miscarriages or infant loss or anything like that. Um, it's it's gotten better over the years with people talking about it and coming out. You know, I've heard more and more about it. Maybe I'm just paying attention more. I'm not sure, but, um, I think I there's know, definitely been more of a kind of, it's
0: okay to talk about it and stop trying to hide and just act like it didn't happen. It's definitely exactly. coming more out in the open, which I think is good for those of you that have struggled or gone through this experience.
1: Right. And I, I completely agree. They, um, I thought, you know, after 12 weeks, they tell you that your odds of having a miscarriage greatly decrease. So, you know, we hit that 12 week mark and I was like, we're good. You know, I knew things could happen, but you don't expect it to happen to you. Exactly. And, you know, it was just one of those things that it just completely blindsided us. But, um, it it was just, you know, there was, there's a lot going in with him, um, it being our first and everything like that we can go into that you know later but Mm -hmm. um so after Sawyer so he was we had I'm so sorry say that again he was May 2016 he was in May of 2016 yes okay Okay. continue (laughs) after Sawyer there was baby Faye she was in September also of twenty sixteen um after Sawyer we, we didn't want to do anything to prevent it you know we felt like god was going to guide us through this path and i didn't want to be causing um anything to prevent what god could or would give us um you know so baby was about eight weeks um when we did have that miscarriage um We were advised to do genetic testing after baby just to see what was going on. My husband, myself, and um, with baby. And we found out that she was a girl through the testing. But all of that came back negative. Like everything was fine. Everything was normal. So no answers, um, which I have found out that's usually how this kind of stuff goes. But it just makes it frustrating because you want to know what's happening, why it's happening. Exactly. Exactly. So um again after baby, then we had our third loss, our third miscarriage. Um, and that was again in a May of 2017. So basically a year after Sawyer. And um I was about six or seven weeks with um this little baby we decided on the name Riley. We weren't sure, you know, we'll find out one day, right? If boy or girl, but um, we decided with Riley. And then our first little miracle, Caroline, was born February 10th of 2018. So um, she we call her our triple rainbow. So a lot of times rainbow babies are, you know, what they call after a loss. Mm-hmm. So um just so grateful, so grateful to have her earth side and being able to bring her home and just all those emotions. Um, after Caroline was about a year, we decided, you know, we would like to try and give her a sibling to grow up with. Um, May, another May, uh, May's hard month for us, but um, yeah, May of 2019, we gained our fourth Heavenly baby. And I hadn't even made it to the doctor's appointment um, for an ultrasound or anything. When we lost, we decided on the name Finley this time. And then our second rainbow baby, Gracie, was born February 18th of 2020 and another healthy month. A good month I know isn't it crazy <laughs> so um both of them are like eight days apart for their birthday it's insane but um yeah so she was healthy little girl and then um this past year this past year was super hard so we were surprised <laughs> we weren't you know we weren't necessarily planning another one or anything like that but um we found out we were expecting again this past august um i found out and we soon learned that it was going to be a little boy miles so um we gained our fifth heavenly baby on february 28th of 2022 so just a few months ago Um, we were five weeks away from our scheduled C-section when um, No, you're fine. We went in for um, a doctor's appointment. We were going twice a week. So all my pregnancies have been a little bit complicated. Um, Nothing overly serious, nothing that wasn't handled, but this one, when we um, we went in for our 24-week checkup, we noticed that his growth and um, my amniotic fluid had dropped, like, drastically. And so they were like, let's start doing two appointments a week. One with a specialist, like the maternal beetle medicine doctor, mm-hmm. MFM, mm-hmm. and one with my regular OB all the different things, right, to keep up with when you're pregnant, <laughs> but, um, so everything was going good, I went in for my 32-week checkup with, um, the MFN doctor, and they did an extensive look at his heart, and, um, different, or- the different organs they could see, you know, when it- they're that little, yeah, yeah. but everything was good. He had really, they could see all four chambers at the heart was strong and beating and good blood flow and all the good things. So we were actually looking up. We thought maybe we could actually make it to 37 weeks um, instead of having to deliver early like we were thinking for a few weeks there. Um, two days later, I went to my regular OB for just a regular normal checkup with him. and. There's no heartbeat. Um, shattered. Like, I don't... know words with it. Um, I was so angry this time. You know, all the other losses, we weren't... I was sad. I was hurt. Um I was angry this time. We were so close. And I don't know, you know... I don't know if it was just because we had heard the heartbeat two days ago or... Because we were five weeks away, that it just, this one I was very angry. But I don't even know. I don't even know. Everybody's like, you know, it's okay. It's okay to be angry with God when you're upset, you have those emotions. But I never really felt like I was angry at him. I think I was just angry at the situation mm-hmm. um, for happening again. Yeah. But um, I was able to deliver him and hold him and spend time with him. Uh, My husband and I. So, those are our lists. (laughs) That's, um, we have seven pregnancies total, two babies here with us, and five babies we will get to see one
0: day soon. Just imagine that reunion, you know, when y'all are all in heaven, all seven of your
1: children. Yes. I just, I picture them all like lined up waiting when we're there, right? You know, (laughs) just like this whole group full of little ones. I just, It'll be amazing. Yeah, it's been a hard six years. It has, Isn't that, I mean, it's just—it's a lot. It's a lot within.
0: Yeah, a I short mean, of time. Three miscarriages in that first year, if I remember correctly. Yes, just over the total of six. Man, right. I'm not even going to pretend that I can imagine what you've been through, but I know that a lot of people can resonate with the feelings that you've had, um, especially just with how, I guess, public. Um, the struggle of miscarriage has become, you know, yes. and I, and I love. That's a weird thing to say. I like seeing, you know, that people aren't trying to hide it and right. being like it's okay to talk about the pain because other people go through it too. And you know, exactly. that's the reason we're having this whole interview is because people, other people, struggle with this, right? And it right. needs to be talked about. Um, it does. So thank it does. you for you know being vulnerable. I know we're still just at the beginning. Um, but thank you for doing this. So you've given us, you know, the background, you've given us, you know, the timeline and you kind of went into this a little bit, but I want you to unpack it a little bit more. How did these miscarriages and, you know, giving birth to miles, you know, as a stillborn, how did that impact you and how did that impact your faith, you know, your marriage, all of that?
1: right so buddy brought up the marriage that's that's a huge thing um statistics are not in favor of couples staying married when there's any kind of um child loss whether it be miscarriage stage all the way up through you know they've been with you for years so statistics are just not in your favor with that um I have been very fortunate that my husband and I have just kind of clung to each other throughout this whole thing. And um, it's made us stronger in our relationship. And so we have been very fortunate and it's, I've heard it many, many times that they're surprised people outside of our marriage are surprised that we are still together. So it just, that hurts my heart too, Mm -hmm. to think that other couples might not make it through. And I couldn't, I couldn't imagine, um, going through all this and then still not having the one person that understands exactly that walked it with you. I just, so it hurts my heart to hear all that, but, um, each experience was heartbreaking, um, and it difficult in its own way. I don't think I could say one loss was harder than the other or greater than the others. But right now, if you ask me, I would say Miles Conrad was the most difficult, but it's also the most recent. So it's so very raw emotions that we're going through. Um, We were, you know, like I said, we were so close to bringing him home. We had his baby clothes ready and um a new car seat that we had just gotten to make him all fit three in a row in the car and you know we had planned and pictured and I pictured football games and rope and practice and all things little boy um I was very excited to finally get that chance to be a boy mom and not that I take away from my curls but I totally yeah. yeah so um I think just and then having Caroline and Gracie um Caroline for she was very aware of the situation of what was going on and navigating grief with a young child is just you don't want that for them um and then I mean you're trying to navigate it for yourself and trying to explain it to a little one who's aware enough that she knows, but you know, oh, so it doesn't make sense. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a big concept. So that's been a whole nother challenge, um, with miles, mm-hmm. but, um, Sawyer, you know, he was hard. He was our first, again, that was that, uh, first pregnancy, first loss, um, that whole situation we had switched ob's in the middle of that pregnancy the first one we just didn't like the doctor i mean not the doctor the hospital that the doctor was affiliated with we just didn't feel comfortable there so we had started a new ob appointment and this new ob was the first that that was the appointment that we learned that there's no heartbeat so a new doctor she didn't know me i didn't know her um they sent us to when we heard that there's no heartbeat. Um they advised us because according to them it was the most humane way to go to a certain type of clinic. Um I'm not gonna go into too much there, but a very a specific type of clinic where they did specific type of procedures um to quote get it taken care of. And I just adding adding um, those kind of views to someone who is hurting, to someone who already has strong opinions on stuff, you know, it's everybody has their right and wrong right. So if that's, you know, if that was your choice to do it like that, that is completely, you know, I will support someone if that's their way to go. But it was not for us. Um, it was kind of we like, like a, a cold and harsh response. It was. It was a very, you know, and and um, we basically just walked out of that appointment. Um, we didn't know what to do. We didn't know where to go. You know, I was still pregnant at this time. Um, we ended up back with this OB and... She was very flustered at us, but um, it was God. It was God leading us the way. And we wound up being able to actually just deliver Sawyer. Uh, We didn't know that was an option to begin with. And guys, it is an option. You can deliver. Um, And we were able to hold him and get pictures and keepsakes and blankets. And you don't want to think about this kind of stuff. You know, you want to think about the after and bringing them home and the cute baby clothes and all this stuff. But I'd like everybody to know that this is an option and a lot of doctors aren't going to tell you that it's an option. So uh, 16 weeks with Sawyer. 16 weeks. So, yeah, it was um, he was too I was too far along to it for it just to be like a. Easy, and I'm not doing quotes, guys, because there's nothing easy about this, but like an easy miscarriage. Um, it's just the wording, the wording out there with the medical field and trying to gracefully say all this. It's just, there's not, yeah, it is. It's, it's a harsh, there's harsh terms and harsh realities, but I was able to deliver him and I would never take that away. We were able to bury him. Um, and I just, I remember sitting in those doctor's appointments and hearing just like this voice, like, just tell her you want to deliver him, just tell her. And I was like, what is that? Like, you can't, she didn't say I could do that. And something in me just said it. And sure enough, like, I was like, okay, that's God. God was sitting there with us. He was like, no, this is what your heart needs. Mm -hmm. This is the way you can honor him. Um. And I am so blessed that, you know, I wasn't being too stubborn to listen to that little voice that's always there with us. Right. But Absolutely. yeah, but um, just the other, you know, our other three little heavenly babies, those are hard in itself because when they're so early, a lot of times no one sees them. Um, you know, family and uh, friends, they see Sawyer, they see Miles because we have we have pictures, we have keepsakes, we have um, headstones for them. It was a real whole process. We um, have a death certificate for Miles, but with Baby and Riley and Finley, um, a lot of people just don't see that. And I think though that's a whole nother ball game with that because it's you know, real to you,
0: but it's not real to them.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You know, we believe that my husband and I, as we, we believe that, um, that a life starts at conception. So if you're four weeks, if you're 24 weeks, if you're four years old, it it doesn't matter to us. Like that is still a baby. So it's, it's difficult, you know, trying to navigate these feelings and telling people about them without just sounding like you're off, in La La Land sometimes, you know? (laughs)
0: Absolutely. I feel like there's, I don't even know the word. There's so many, just
1: like, I guess it would be
0: misconceptions Yes. or just, what is it? Like no knowledge or something. It's just, people don't really understand. Like, again, I said, I've never experienced it personally. Um, but I've seen that where, you know, people are so early along that no one really knows. And they're just, they say those comments and it even hurts me, even though I haven't been through it of, Oh, well, you can try again. And it's like, no, you don't realize I lost a baby. Right. Right. That I feel like that would be really hard to navigate that grief when people are like, just pushing it to the side.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It is. And then, I mean, that's a great way to put it that it's just, you know, each life, you know, and it is to us a life. So, yeah. um, I think just honoring them and finding a way to honor them was something that was important to us. We have a little, um, we call it our name wall, where we have initials of all of the members of our family up in our house. And that's our way that we can honor them. We have their names on our Christmas trees and, you know, just little things that we can find that, you know, help us to mm-hmm. feel like they're still with us here. Yeah. That kind of a- answered the question that I had in my head of just,
0: <laughs> you know, I was going to, I was kind of wondering how, like, do your kids know? you know, about all of them. And that kind of answers that question of you know you honor them in your house, they see them, they know they have other siblings. Um so I yeah. Um, yeah. So how has that how has this impacted, you know, your walk with God and right. navigating that.
1: So um after after Sawyer, I was just so heartbroken. You know, like I think that was the biggest emotion that I was just sad. I was definitely depressed. Um for sure. I I clung to my faith though. Um, and I just, you know, I prayed over and over that one day God would bless us with a baby. And I hoped that that would happen. You know, I knew, I knew that it might not, but I just clung to that. I guess that, that faith and you know, that there is some kind of purpose, there is some kind of path and, um, you know, and then after losing baby, and then Riley, back to back to back, it's just, you know, I had a lot of people suggesting um, we stop. We stop trying. We don't know. Why are you going through this? But And Caroline came, and I just, you know, God, he doesn't promise easy, right? Like, he will walk you through it. I don't believe um that God put this on us because our bodies are weak and you know they're not made to be perfect and things happen. Um I don't think he put this on us, but he is definitely with us through all of these um trials and everything. After Caroline was here, I was so grateful, but I also struggled with a lot of guilt because I was able to be a mama to her, but then I felt guilty for not being able to, like, mother my other children um, that weren't here. So that's another struggle that you don't really expect. Yeah. Yeah. So trying to navigate that with miles just that anger came out and it surprised me I had never been one and you know I used to always say I don't know how people can be angry at God I don't get that um then you experience it and you experience it and you're like whoa um you know and like I said I never felt like I was like this is your fault or Mm -hmm. you know he did this to me but with knowing um I don't know. I I just think the situation with us being so close is what to, you know, actually delivering and everything being planned out. I think that's what got me. It's just working through those emotions and allowing it to happen um, and knowing that God will still love us. Like God is still with us. He is still, if we're angry or if we're sad or depressed or joyous, like whatever our emotion is. you know, he's, he's going to be there walking with us through it all. But I know what was difficult this last time I, that I had other mamas that had walked this path before me that I wasn't afraid to reach out this time. Um, that helped me through it. That I was able to connect with, I had um, there's organizations, one's called like hope mommies and they're uh, mothers of other um, heavenly babies and just they focus on scripture to get you through and walking you know with god there's just there was a lot more um support people. yes there's yeah a lot more support a lot more people showing up and this last time and I think I was able to move through a lot of the steps um At the stages of grief.
0: Mm -hmm. I feel like that would make such a big difference is having that support system, those people that
1: understand and have been there and I guess know what to say. Exactly, Mm -hmm. exactly. I know, um, you know, everybody wants to say something, you know, when someone's experiencing some kind of hardship, you know, people just want to say something. But the only ones that have really said something that have truly helped are the other mothers that have walked this because... it's something, you know, and you, you don't expect people to know what to do. Um, but I think because you have walked this path, you know, what has helped you and what hasn't that, you know, I don't, I, I think God uses wisdom us. on it. Exactly. Exactly. And I just, I think God uses us in our trials to be there for the other, um, people that might be going through this also down the road. Absolutely.
0: I completely agree. Um, so you're about, what, three to four months out since losing miles. Right. How are you doing?
1: Um, some days are harder. Like like I said, May was really hard. May uh, May's always hard every year. But this year, it, it got me. It got me more than it usually does um, because we have so many um, anniversaries of the losses. Um, in May and I think with Miles being so recent that it just drudged up all those emotions again Um, I've been doing devotionals and there's one uh, actually there's a couple that I've been doing um, that just they work with you through scripture and you know all the feelings of everything and like forgiveness and you know no one tells you that you can forgive God. Um, cause like, who are we to forgive him? Right. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's one of those things and it's like, you know, I was holding these standards, you know, like I, you know, he can, he can perform these miracles. Why didn't he perform these miracles for me? And, um, I think the forgiveness of that's not, that's not my path. That's not where he wanted me to go, you know, and there's reasons beyond what I might ever know. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I'm, I think just knowing that it's okay to have these different emotions right now, that it's, you know, there's no timeline. There's no timeline on grief, and Absolutely. it's okay. You know, you can be okay one day and not okay the next. You know, just thinking about this, I'm like, I don't
0: even know how someone without faith be able to go through this like you know that one day you're gonna see your five your five heavenly babies yeah and it gives that little bit of hope like knowing that and it's just another level of heartbreak thinking how does someone without faith get through this
1: i don't know i don't know and my heart hurts for you know those those mommies and and daddies too you know they go through it also um i was thinking that the the hospital where i had miles at um actually had their own bereavement team for the nurses and it was huge. Like they made little bracelets for us. They knew what to say. They just, it was amazing that they, um, they were able to be there for us, but, um, they had, you know, made comments that they've had other mothers come through that they couldn't pray with, that they couldn't, um, because that faith wasn't there. And it just, it hurt my heart to know that because i don't i don't i don't think i could make it through if mm-hmm. i didn't have walk with jesus
0: you know like you know you were mentioning devotions you were mentioning that support group that like the scripture and passages to help you get through these kind of things are there any specific scriptures or passages that you've like clung to or have helped you navigate through these losses
1: definitely so um the biggest one i think is that jeremiah 29 11 through 14, and it's for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call to me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. So just that that hope, right? Like he knows. He knows what's going to happen. We're going to be okay you know, like, and then, um, I know when I had Miles, I had them play, um, I had to have a C section and I had them play that I will walk by faith by Jeremy camp, but it was great. And it's just, you know, talking about like the main, main lines, like I will walk by faith, even though I cannot see. And so it's just that like was on replay with me. And it's, gotten me through it a lot because we don't know we don't know what's going to happen or what you know what's going to happen in five years or anything like that and just having the faith that god knows you know i think that's been huge yeah it's
0: definitely a comfort knowing that even though we don't know someone does exactly it's the someone that's in charge of it all and in control of it all and is going to be with us through it all it makes Whatever you're going through, whatever the struggle is, whether it's miscarriage or you know infant loss or something else, right? that comfort is just a whole thing. I chose to name this podcast and this ministry specifically Purpose Through Pain. Um, and the reason I named it that is because kind of like what you were just saying a second ago, I believe that God can use any kind of pain that we go through, whether it's in his will for that pain to happen or if it just happens because of our fallen world. Um, I believe he can use that pain for a purpose. And that includes, you know, what you've gone through, miscarriages, stillbirth, you know, having to bury your children, having those heavenly babies. I believe that he can use that for some kind of purpose. So I'm just wondering, you know, what do you think that God is using these miscarriages and this infant loss for you in your life? What do you see that he's using this pain for? What purpose?
1: I mean you know i'm sure there's gonna be stuff down the road too that i don't even know yet but things that i have seen um already was um one huge thing was my dad growing up never really you know he never denied god but he never really talked about god he never talked about his faith um and after miles this past easter weekend he had sent me this little Um, story. I think you probably saw it on Facebook. I think I saw it floating around, Mm -hmm. but um, it just talks about how no one uh, mentions the Saturday between, you know, over Easter, like between the crucifixion and the resurrection and how Saturday is made to rest and be still. And, you know, you can, um, you can experience the grief I love the article, you know, and I agreed with what it's saying, but the big thing for me was that my goodness, my dad has sent me something that talks about his faith and about God and about, um, scripture. And, uh, you know, I just, that was kind of like my, this was it. Okay. God, like I got it. You know, I went through all of these losses, all of these, you know, so many little babies that we didn't get to take home. And, um, You know, my dad was one of the big ones about saying like, I don't know how much more you are going to go through. I don't know why. I don't know why you're going through this. And, you know, I struggled. I struggled with hearing him say that kind of stuff. But then I get this message and I'm like, this was it. He needed to see that, you know, I can have faith. And it's not that it's not hard. You know, it's hard every day to have that kind of faith. Absolutely. But um. I've tried, I've tried to have that, that faith in God, that there is a plan, there's a reason. And I think, I think that my dad's finally been able to see that also. And, you know, I pray, I pray that, you know, that's led him um, on his walk with God. And, you know, if I can bring other people to see God's light through my darkness, you know, that I've had to go through then I am more, you know, use me. You know, it's like, yes, use me to do this. And then um, just seeing the trust that my little ones have in heaven and God, and I don't know what their life is going to hold. You know, you pray as a mama to never have your children have any kind of challenges, but we know better, you know, because pray that then seeing me and my husband walk through this, that they will know that yes you're going to have difficult times but God's going to be there and you know they've just had this never um never ending there's no doubt like yep Miles is in heaven Sawyer's in heaven you know and they'll talk about baby and Riley and Finley. and they're just like going on and on about all their siblings that they're going to get to see one day and you know we're sad but we're happy there and he- it's just that's awesome it is it is to hear that faith from especially
0: so young too but like you said, no doubt. And I love what you said about your dad. That's so, it's a weird feeling, you know, like it doesn't make your pain or your struggles any easier, but something like that, it's like, wow, that may not have happened. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what would have, you know, something might have, something might have gotten to there, but I don't know it's just one of those things you feel in your heart where you're like this was it this was the reason why some of this had to happen was so I could bring other people closer yeah
0: and I feel like you know kind of like how you said with that support group that you had after miles I feel like I mean you've been through so much and I feel like you're able to help the women that are also going through it or have been through it and just because like you said you can relate you can understand.
1: I And I pray, you know, I really do. I pray all the time that, you know, God will use me because, um, you know, I don't ever, you don't ever wish someone else to experience this kind of pain, Mm -hmm. but you know, it, it does happen. And I just, there has been so many women that have helped me walk this walk that I would be honored to help someone else navigate through this because it's tough and it's never ending. And it doesn't, it doesn't just go away. Um, I used to always like, there's a quote I heard and it's like, you don't get over the pain. This isn't something you can just get over and move on with, but you get used to it and you learn to live your life with it. And you know, let God use you through that pain. So Um, So just kind of like a
0: closing out, um, you know, we've talked a lot about how several women go through this and experience this. Um, What would you say after experiencing so much loss of yourself, what would you say to the woman who has lost their baby, miscarriage, maybe had to deliver um, and is mourning that loss and they're just, you know, questioning God, they're unsure of his goodness. Um, And what what would you say to that woman?
1: Yes. Um so I would tell I would tell that mama or daddy, you know, whoever, that um I know nothing I say is going to make or take the pain away. Because the pain, you know, we talked about that, it doesn't really go away. But let Jesus walk with you um, on the path of your own. Let him allow others that have walked the path before you to help you down this road um, and help you guide like help guide you and navigate you through all your grief. And if you know this pain I'm talking about, I'm so sorry that you've had to experience it. I am praying for you and I am here for you. And um, don't hesitate to reach out to someone um, or me, you know, you Katrina has this, um, she has my information, but there's others that are here for you that can help you navigate this. You're not in it alone. Um, your spouse, lean on your spouse, you know, work through it and your friends, your family, if you don't have a pastor, um, I encourage you to try and seek comfort in a church. Um, there's, you know, there's lots of different organizations too. I've mentioned a couple that are here for you, but just remember that you may not see it now. And you may not see it in years to come, but God is working through you and he loves you and he does not want you to live in your sadness. Lean on him and his words and his promises and he will give you the strength to get through. Take a deep breath and just pray and let us pray for you also. I definitely couldn't have said anything better.
0: I know this is going to help so many people. Um, thank you. Thank you, really. I, I, I know this must have been so hard to talk about. Um, very vulnerable. Um, and so thank you for being open. Thank you for sharing, you know, your wisdom that you've gained through it. Um, the scripture that's helped you and just being in an encouragement and a light to those that are struggling through this. If you don't mind, I'll put your Instagram handle just in like the description. Yes. Cause you, you said, if people wanted to reach out, yes, please do, please do. Okay. I really? Yeah. Awesome. So I will put, Casey's Instagram handle in the description of this episode. Um, But if you have any questions, if you have just anything you want to say, you can always message either one of us about that. Um, We'd be happy to answer your questions or direct you to someone that can help um, in this challenging time. But I just want to thank you for listening to this episode. Um, I hope that it was helpful. And if you know someone that, you know, has struggled with miscarriage or infant loss, I encourage you to share this episode with them so that they can be encouraged as well. Thanks for tuning in to the Purpose Through Pain podcast today. I pray that you're walking away from this episode with hope and trusting God with whatever comes next for you or whatever you're walking through right now. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends and family. And if you ever have any questions or have a topic that you want me to discuss, just shoot me a DM over on Instagram at katrina.r95. I hope I'll see you next week. And until then, remember that your pain isn't pointless and God's got a beautiful purpose all planned out just for you.